Hello, and welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. It's me, as usual, your host, Dr. Yuandi. At the time of this recording, we are quickly ramping up to the end of 2023. I've been talking about this with my friends. Where did this year go? Some of the things that we were talking about in January seem like they just happened a couple of months ago. So I don't know about you, but this year has flown by. Today is the 18th of December, and so we just have a few days to the end of the year. And one thing I wanted to share with you are things, habits, ways of being that I really want all of us to leave behind in 2023. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and it's not real time, then know that the end of the year is literally just an arbitrary stop sign. You can do these things anytime starting tomorrow, starting today. So if you're wondering what some of these things, these habits, these ways of being are, stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. If you're anything like me, you are always looking for how you can improve yourself. And to be honest, studies have shown that as human beings, we are always looking for goals. We're always working towards goals. If we don't have a goal that we're working towards, it is a source of depression, anxiety, loneliness for a lot of people. And when I say goals, I'm not talking about big lofty goals like going to the moon or starting a trillion dollar company. Those are all well and good, but even goals as simple as meeting up with a friend, or going outside for a walk. Those things, in fact, those are the little things that overall, when we add them together, have a bigger, more dramatic, more impactful, more significant impact on our well-being. The problem is that, yes, it's great to have these goals, and yes, it's great to achieve these goals, and yes, it's great to work towards them, But many of us have habits, patterns, ways of being that interfere and get in the way of them. This is a time of year where you, like many other people, are reflecting on your past year. And maybe you're looking at your goals and the things that you wrote down and the things that you wanted to accomplish. And maybe you're thinking about the things that you wanted to accomplish the year before and the year before. And maybe you're looking ahead to 2024 and thinking, okay, These are the things that I want to accomplish. And you're looking at all these things and saying, okay, I never really made that much of a change. So looking back to 2022, looking back to 2021, can I honestly say that I have made a difference in my goals? I've made any significant move or gained any significant ground. Now, if that is you, please don't worry. This podcast is not meant to condemn you or criticize you or make you feel bad or make you feel guilty. Many of us are in the same boat. In fact, I'm going to let you in on a secret. My vision board, and if you know me, you know how I feel about vision boards and having your 
areas of focus visual in front of you so that you can see them and have them top of mind. My vision board didn't change between January 2022 and today. It's the same vision board. I didn't create a new one for this year. And interestingly enough, a lot of the things that I put, it took two years. A lot of the things that I put down, it took two years for them to actually come to fruition, for me to gain the momentum required for them to come into fruition. And so I say all that to say this episode isn't to get you feeling bad or guilty or down on yourself. It's an opportunity for self-reflection. So in the absence of goals, just naturally taking a while to come into fruition. So if you're saying that, for example, for me, you want to start your own practice, we know that that's going to take some time. That's not going to be something that in two months from conception of idea to establishment, it's going to take time. So in the absence of just the natural progression required, the time required for a goal to come to fruition, if there are things that you know that you could have done in the past year, in the past two years, in the past three years, and it just seems like you're carrying over your goals from year to year, then this is an episode that I really want you to pay attention to. The episode are thoughts, patterns, ways of being that we're leaving behind in 2023 so that we can finally gain momentum and move forward with our goals starting 2024 and beyond. So the first thing that I want to talk about is this concept of worrying about what people will think. This concept of not wanting to get into trouble or not wanting to be criticized or not wanting to have eyes on you because the more eyes you have on you, the more people will say about you. Many of you are holding yourselves back from accomplishing the things that are deep inside your heart, those burning dreams and burning desires. You're stopping yourself because you're worrying about what other people will think. There's greatness inside of you and you're shying away from it because you are scared. The truth of the matter is, and you'll come to realize this as you start to take steps outside of your comfort zone, is that people aren't really paying that much attention to you. They just aren't. People are caught up in their own worlds. People are caught up in their own day-to-day activities. They might see you post here or see you do things there or see you put your hand up for a promotion there or suggest a project that you want to work on here, but they move on. They move on. And those that stay on your case are not worth your time. Remember that generally speaking, you have more people who are cheering for you and more people who are encouraging you than you have naysayers. But because our minds are naturally bent towards the negative, call it a negativity bias, we tend to notice the negativity more than the positivity. So I want to encourage you that if you're worried about what will people think, what will people say? Will I get into trouble? Will I, will people criticize me? I don't want to expose myself to negative feedback. Know that, okay, that's one way to live. That's one way to live, which is to just stay hiding and stay in your own little corner. But if you know you have greatness inside of you, realize that there are many more people who are encouraging you, many more people who need the information that you have and need the expertise that you have that are literally just waiting on you. I'll often tell my clients that there are people, and it it could be something as little as having the information on how to 
run your home in a more efficient way. There are people who are crying, who are sad, who are feeling guilty, who are feeling even on the brink of depression and overwhelm or a breakdown because their homes are not organized the way that they want them to be. Or people who are losing hope in their career because they just don't have the information that you have to take them to the next level. So I want you to think about that the next time you have the image of someone in your face disapproving or a flash of someone sending you an email of criticism, know that the work that you're being called to is far greater than you. And there are people who need you, people who are in the pits of despair right now, not to be dramatic, that if only they have the information that you have, that their lives would change, literally. It's something that I had to tell myself when I was shying away from showing up whether it was on LinkedIn or on Instagram or even starting my practice, I had to tell myself that there are women who need me and I needed to get over my fear of what will people think. And it helped. It really did. So that's the first thing. The second thing is this idea of lingering negative thoughts, right? We have thoughts that come into our heads that we just don't address. We let them linger and linger and linger. And the more they linger, the more they take root deep down inside and the harder they are to uproot them. Lately, what I've been doing is really, really paying close attention to the things that I'm telling myself and the things that I'm thinking or the things that I'm visualizing and responding to them quickly, not allowing my thoughts to just kind of run amok, responding to them quickly, addressing them with what I know to be true, whether it's reminders of things that I've done in the past, scripture as a woman of faith, a Christian who loves the word and derives a lot of inspiration and guidance from the Bible, a lot of the times I'm pulling out scripture. I've given examples in the past of how I was so hesitant to start my own practice and I had to identify what those negative thoughts were and replace them with the truth, replace them with what was obviously true, things that people had shown me, results that I had gotten. And so you need to, first of all, be able to identify that truth. First of all, identify the negative thoughts. And then second of all, replace them with something that's more positive, that's more true, a reminder. And if you're a person of faith with scripture, that really aligns with what it is that you're struggling with. The next thing that I really want to talk about is making sure that you are taking care of yourself. I know that self-care is something that we hear about a lot. It has received, you know, a lot of notoriety, so to speak. And the reason is because social media has made self-care seem very inaccessible. What does that mean? For a regular mom who is working with kids and has responsibilities, self-care, the way it's presented, seems like this luxury where you wake up at a certain time, let's say seven o'clock, and you are spending two hours scrubbing your face and setting your tea and doing all these exercises and taking a long walk. And it's like all these things in two hours of a day. And it's like, who has time for that? Or it's the spa days and the manicures and the pedicures, which don't get me wrong. If I had the time and the luxury for a two hour morning routine, count me in. But the reality is that for many of us, that is just not accessible. But at the end of the day, you need to redefine what self-care means to you. Is it taking even just a 30 minute walk every day? Is it 
taking your lunch breaks. I speak to a lot of women who don't take their lunch breaks or if they're taking their lunch breaks at work, they are eating in front of their computer. They're not stepping away from their desk. Is it connecting with a friend? You have to redefine what self-care means to you. And by the way, if you are interested in learning more about self-care, I'm going to be releasing very soon a short course on how to find your self-care and really hone in on what self-care means to you and where you can start. It's very short. You can get it done within 30 minutes and it's going to give you a roadmap on how to create a self-care plan for yourself that you'll actually stick to because again, it's not inaccessible. It's accessible to you. It's customized to you and it means something to you. And so those are the main things that I wanted to talk about today. First of all, not hiding, making sure that you are going for your goals and not allowing the thoughts of other people stop you. Second of all, identifying what those lingering negative thoughts are and nipping them in the bud right away. And third of all, taking your self-care seriously, not allowing what other people do define what self-care means to you, but approaching self-care in a way that is meaningful and purposeful and makes sense for the season that you're in. Okay? I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to share it with a friend and remember that I am always here advocating for your success and happiness. Until next time, take care. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.